Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. I am your host, Luke Miller. Tile Money is strengthening the tile industry. We're doing this with our weekly business education and discussions designed for contractors by contractors. This education is assisting tile contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. The result is a stronger industry from the installer up, and that's the only way it should be. Today, I've got a great guest with me. I'm super excited to be talking with Adam Mills. He is the owner of Mills Tile out of the Lake Tahoe area in, in California there. And we're going to discuss his business. He has 24 employees. He's doing, uh, he's growing rapidly and he's uh, doing some really incredible work out there in the Lake Tahoe area, as you can imagine. Uh, he brought two of his employees, his younger apprentices, two coverings this year, and they had a great time. We're going to discuss kind of how that went down and, and what the aftermath of that looks like. Before I bring Adam into the studio, though, I do want to thank Ladecree International for being a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, David Rothberg, I met you in late 2018 at Tice, and I told you about what I was doing with my podcast and how we were going to pr- you know, provide free, valuable uh, business education content for tile contractors. And I remember your eyes lit up when, when I told you it was all about the education and how much that meant to you. And thank you to the entire team at Ladecree International for supporting Tile Money Podcast for these last three years. Together, we've been able to help a lot of people, a lot of good, good people, both business owners and of course their employees. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like in real time today, talking to Adam. I also want to put in a plug for my new company, Tile Nation. Tile Nation is four of us. Uh, My three partners are working contractors, and together we're providing advanced education for tilers, specifically when it comes to porcelain panels. We're offering a three- and a five-day porcelain panel training class. We have a 5,000-square-foot warehouse in Omaha, Nebraska. We have multiple opportunities throughout the year. We also have some online education, which is starting June 1st. We're running a uh, a special in the month of May if you want to learn more about that, go to thetilenation.com to learn more about both our physical training and our online education. Stay in touch with me uh, by joining the Tile Nation texting service. Uh, I'll text you about once a month to let you know what's happening. All you have to do is text the phone number or text the words Tile Nation to the phone number 877-630- 3260. All right. Thanks for hanging with me. Let's bring Adam into the studio. What's up, Adam? Hey, Luke. How are you doing? Doing good, brother. Thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you for having me. It's been sort of a long time. Um, looking forward to it. Absolutely. We've been we've been messaging back and forth on Instagram, and I've been watching you grow your business, and I know you've been a, a listener and a fan of the podcast for a while. So I'm excited to, to kind of hear about where your business is. I mean, I have a decent idea, but uh, why don't you introduce us uh, from the top, kind of how, you know, take us back to your early introduction to Tile, you know, and, and where you were at in the world when that happened. Yeah, so, so how I got into Tiling was, um, I didn't even really know what Tile was, honestly, like, it was a side gig that I got into as a helper when I was living in uh, Colorado, um, chasing snow. Snowboarding was a huge passion of my life. So I'd snowboard all winter, you know, all that stuff. And then I'd pick up a job in the summertime. Um, so anyway, I ended up picking up a job with this uh, husband and uh, wife team out, out of South Park, uh, Colorado. Um, I lived in, uh, where was I living? Silverthorne, Colorado at the time, Summit mm-hmm. County area. Um, so in the summertime, I would work for them. Um, 
just as a helper, never really took it too seriously or whatever. Snowboarding was my passion. Mm-hmm. I ended up moving uh, multiple places, um, but I always fell back on working in the tile industry um, as a, as a helper, then installer. Um, that's eventually um, becoming licensed in 2010. I mean, we're talking when I was 18 years old, I'm 43 now. So 18 is probably when I started um, looking at like being helper work. Like, what is this all about? You know, mixing some guys, butt mud, the hardy backer, all that stuff. Uh, you fast forward. To, um, now I'm in Tahoe. I uh, worked for a couple of nice companies here um, around the lake and, um, and then ended up just branching off on my own. I had a good opportunity with uh, a couple big, uh, G, uh, big GC here in the area, Mark Tanner Construction, who basically gave me a, a big opportunity uh, a few years after I got licensed and sort of just, I wouldn't say throw me under the bus, but it was like, here you go. Here's a huge home. Can you handle it? You know, now it's like, it's just me. I got, you know, five, uh, five bathroom mansion to tile, hmm. you know, instantly, you know, I call buddy, um, get a friend to help. I'm, I'm obviously setting tile, doing it all myself. Right. Anyway. So from there, it just grew and grew and grew until I had to take a step back. Um, and that was two thousand back 2010, um, to where I started hiring employees. Um, I was averaging about five, six guys, um, occasionally hit 10. I always thought six was like my happy number. It felt comfortable like that. Now you fast forward to now we're here in 2022 and I have 24 guys Mm. and I could honestly use a few more. Um, it's just wild. Um, where the tile has taken me as it was never, it honestly was never something growing up or that was like, this is going to become a successful career of mine. You know, I, I don't, I didn't, I was, I went through life not really having, I was chased, I was chasing fun. That was right. me. I was the fun guy. You right, know what I mean? Right. And learning this trade, it, I see what it's done for me in my life and it's amazing. Um, so, and that's why I got a lot of young guys right now too. And I know how a lot of, a lot of older guys sometimes will be like, you know, you're training your competition and stuff like that. And that's fine. You know, if someone wants to go out on their own, I wish them the the best. But in this industry, especially in our area, there's not many. Um, a lot of the older guys are getting out of it. Not many younger guys are getting in. And I've been capitalizing on trying to bring in these younger, you know, these younger guys and giving them a shot. Yeah, being more patient with them. Um, you know, getting over like you know that generation grew up with the phone all the time. So working with trying to keep their phones down has always been a, an issue, but they're passionate about it because I think they see and sort of know my story of it a little bit too. Um, like, Hey man, I was just like you, no real, uh, I don't really know exactly what I want to do in life or whatever. Even if you don't now, and even if this isn't for you forever, if you pay attention, you know, give this some time, this is something you can fall back on. It's a trade. Um, in our eyes, I'm always telling my guys, you know, we're not going to get replaced. There's a lot of, a lot of jobs out there that can be easily be, uh, replaced, I believe, um, mm. by not humans, I guess you would say. Right. Um, right. You know, we're in an art form and it's always, and as a lot of people say, tile is a luxury and we're very lucky to be working in these, these multi-million dollar homes for uh, clients that want the top of the line work. Yeah. Um, and these young kids get to see the, these homes of and walk in these homes. It's almost like 
MTV Cribs or something, you know, like they've, they've never in their life or would I, you get to go into these homes. No one's going to let you in these, these type of gated communities into these homes on your own. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a privilege and an honor and a respect to be able to be in some of these homes that we work in every day. Um, and I feel like sometimes I'm just, sometimes I call, I tell Mark here's in my office right now, I'm just like a hype man sometimes. Like, because uh, so we have a big group text with all the guys, and I always like to send out positive reinforcement group texts like at least once or twice a week, mm. uh, just including all the guys on there because I sort of consider us like one big team, like a big family type deal. So we're not, I try not to single anyone out. I don't really have a totem pole structure of, one guy's better than the other guy. Yes, everybody has better talents and and is special in their own talents and stuff like that, as we have setters, apprentices, helpers like that. But I try not to single any guy out as that is the born, you know what I mean? That's the one you have to model after because all my guys have their own special qualities. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of my guys appreciate that about me i hope so. that's really cool yeah that's no that's a good that's a that's a really cool thing I, I i like the idea of the group text now do you have is now does that group text become become ever tro, you know problematic with no. you know 26 people or, or however many no not at all okay. and a lot of them like they will chime in they'll give the i mean i'll get the heart emojis on there i mean that thumbs up they'll chime in back and forth you know friday sometimes we've now called it like picture day so fridays you know photos will be coming in from the different crews of what they've what they've got done and other crews will be like that looks awesome you know what i mean so it's even some of the guys that haven't worked with some of the guys all that much giving props to the other guys because we're all, we have so many jobs going on at one time that we're just spread out. Um, so it's a, it's a way for us to sort of be together yeah, via that way. That's you know? cool. That's cool. How many, like how many jobs do you have going on right now this week? Mark, how many we got? <laughs> at least 10 right so about now. 10. Yeah. But I mean, these jobs are, and there's some that are open too that are just lingering that we haven't been sure. on in a while that we got to go back and finish. But sure. they take multiple, like a month or so, multiple months. Some of these, like we have a couple uh late fronts. Um, one of my guys, uh, Clinton Pheasant and his brother Tyler, that crew's running uh, a big lake front and they started that back in, I want to say February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say February they started. Wow. Should be wrapping up soon, and they're literally going to walk down the street five houses to another lakefront on um, <laughs> Incline Drive in Tahoe. So, um, and then we got the crews up at Mars Camp, which is just another huge development area for the, you know, it's sort of like the San Francisco elite, I guess you would call it. And then there's this other big development in Nevada called clear Creek, which I have another other crews out there just running nonstop. Um, as I mentioned before we started talking, um, this company, Mark Tanner construction, um, they, it was, it, it was them that gave me my first big start, mm-hmm. um, eight years ago. So as I, I was telling you, I was got licensed in 2010. Uh, I was working for another, another guy a friend of mine, um, and then anyway, I just, I was branching out on my own, uh, slowly. And one of the supervisors offered me basically like, if we give you this job, would you be able to handle it? Mm-hmm. Do you have basically the finances to back, like, you know, to back it, all this stuff. I mean, I didn't even know how to type up a 
a, like a quote or any of that stuff. Like business side, I sort of just learned from the get go, mm-hmm. asking uh, asking questions from superintendents. Like, how do I write this up? Like, what? Like here? Li- like, how do I even price this out? So, like, looking back on like what we, I was pricing job costs to what that same house is now is mind blowing to me. I bet. Um, because you've been with so do you still work for mark tanner or yeah so we do i would say 90 percent of all his homes and he puts out probably 40 some customs a year so this is a good topic because here it was you know uh what did we say 12 years ago you started working with mark with mark yes and now you know 12 years later your prices have you know went up quite a bit i would imagine like you're saying now how do you approach that with your builders because i'm sure this happens to pretty much all your builders after five or six years yeah i'm really so i haven't gotten that much kickback on the price increasing Mm -hmm. um it's an interesting area maybe i don't want to tell many people that uh, because then they'll move here um for high-end work there aren't that many um, companies. There's a lot of there's a lot of tile companies here. There's a lot of building. The building boom is happening. It's still going, even though it's, it's we're a recession. It seems like what's going on, but I mean they're building like million dollar tracks all through Reno, mm-hmm. and a lot of these guys don't want to drive to Tahoe. Um, but like all my guys live out in Carson city. So a lot of these guys are driving about an hour, one way to work. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I pay for gas. I, I, I try to make their life as easy as possible and them happy as possible because I know they could, they could take a pay cut, work closer to home easily, you know, because they're building like that. But being in this custom high end niche, um, we sort of have just over the years, I think that I've been doing it with our reputation, and raising those, like raising the prices, not drastically, but like slowly and slowly, mm-hmm. um, which they also understand too, because I started out so small and now, you know, I got a 2,500 square foot shop that we're in right now. Um, I got a lot of overhead. Mm-hmm. So with all that stuff, all that price increases doesn't all go into my pocket. I have a lot of stuff to yeah. take care of. Um, so I haven't ever, I haven't really gotten any like, Hey man, your prices are too high. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of these companies that we're even bidding for, we're sort of just giving them preliminary budget numbers mm-hmm. and we're not even really bidding against that many people, even if any at all. Yeah. If we, if we sort of know sometimes if we're bidding against someone, I won't even, we won't do it because it's just a waste of time because we're so we're already booked out like this year. We already got basically, I would say next year, unless something drastic happens and the rug gets like torn out from, from everybody and these guys just stop all their money. I mean, we're full blown for all through next year already too. Mm-hmm. So just in that in yeah. this market is just crazy. So, so in your, if I, if I heard that correct, like in your area, a, a track home, which, you know, we all know what a track home is, you know, normally like around me, you can get into a track home for like 250,000 in your area. Track home starts at like a million. Are you thinking saying yeah, they're about a million now, Mark up there by, and those aren't the, and, and then you're working in like the next level where it's a gated community, lakefront yeah, homes, so, mountain, so, you know? Yeah. So in these gated communities, just the dirt to buy like a, not even an acre of dirt, you're over a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Just to buy the dirt, then yeah. you got to build your home. I think, I believe one of the homes that we are on right now, it just got appraised for $68 million. 
And so I wanted to kind of distinguish because you're, you're right. Some people might be like, well, I'm, I'm moving to Tahoe. That's it. And this happens on the internet all the time. It's like, oh yeah, somebody sure. shared. I'm, yeah. I'm so, welcome. Somebody, yeah, I'm welcome here. Well, yeah, exactly. Cause I'm going to break it down right now. Somebody will share their prices on the internet and somebody else will say, where yet? I'm moving over there. That's yep. not the way it works. People, Adam's been a local. He's, 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 built his reputation um, for a long time. The type of contractors that are working on track homes and the type of contractors that are working on these custom homes, rarely you will see, um, you won't see Adam working in the track homes, rarely, if at all. You won't see the track home builders working in the in the communities Adam works in, if at all. They might get a chance one day or one, you know, one month, but they better for sure, you know, um, nail it and and know what they're doing and and. and the performance of, of the work. And of course there's variables in all of that, but you, you don't just move into someone, some place and, and land in the highest end of the market. And if you do call me, I'd love to interview you. It's very- no, for, for sure. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, there's some companies that, uh, you know, some GCs have tried out around here. It's like, man, we're, I can't take it. I can't do it. You know, yeah. we're too busy. And, you know, we get those calls, say, man, uh, this guy, you know, can you come help please? And it's like, no, like, yeah. you know, we can't, we don't, we don't mess with other people's work. Um, in the beginning stages, I, I used to be, I still, I still sort of am. I'm like a yes man. I like, don't like turning things down. I always want to, you know, help guy, help the, that GC out, help whoever out mm-hmm. as, a, as far as like now, like this year ago, we've had to like really buckle it down mm-hmm. and eliminate contractors that we would do a few homes for every year. Um, and now just stick to about, I'd say it's five or six large GCs that we now will only do work for. And we won't even look at anyone else. Mm. Like no offense to them. I just can't, I can't do it all. I would love to do it all. But when you're with 24 guys keeping busy doing custom stuff and we're training too. So like, I I look at this also like these young guys that I have as an investment investment. Like we're not blow and go and getting this stuff done. Like we're, we're all, I was taught all old school. So we mud float everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we're mud floating everything, um, floating showers, all that jazz. Um, to mm-hmm. look to me that I just, I find superior, nothing against the phone guys or anything like that. We've done that here and there. I just find that to be superior. Even the GCs that we work for want to see mud floats. You'll see all the, like down here, those million dollar, like the track homes. And that money is just, I think it's more based off of people's income, where they're coming from, where they're moving from. They can afford that type of stuff. That's where they're putting up that type of stuff. Like I've had a couple guys come in, work that maybe made it a week Mm -hmm. and that's what they're used to doing. And you can just tell right off the bat, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna cut it here. You know, this isn't your, cup of tea mm-hmm. um like the whole patience thing like like a lot of guys around here are piecework workers you mm-hmm. know so they want to get done as fast as they can make as much money as they can but we pay by the hour mm-hmm. um and i'm always like slow down slow down you know and you guys guys that still um in their mind they want to go fast because they want to make you money mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and right like, and i never like really sharing with guys like what were the cost of these homes are either because, you know, they don't – so you, on the business side of things, it's hard for employees to understand how much – you see a big – okay, this cost co- – this house costs this much to do with tile labor, okay? Mm-hmm. They see that chunk. They're like, man, boss man must be rich. Mm-hmm. No, don't work out like that. You're still making the same amount of profit if you're just right. small. So it's like I try to keep that on the, on the low to uh, – 
Yeah. So pushing that go, you can take your time. You can go slow. Yeah. You know, there's money in that budget for this stuff. Cause I'd rather do it right. The first time, because we all, we always will fix any type of mistake or if there's a callback on anything, that's what we've always yeah. been known for is we provide value. Um, it's like versus the next guy that they're done. You won't ever hear it. Like they won't answer their phone mm-hmm. after they've received their, their last check. Um, where if there's an issue, it's like, oh, sh- crap. You know what I'm saying? That That's a bummer, but we'll take care of it. You yeah. know? Yeah, I get it. I, I would always ask my guys and they lo- they loved it, but it, it confused them, you know, slow down, slow down, slow down. Yes. <laughs> it confuses yeah. them because every other boss is like, hurry up. Are you done yet? You're done yet? And, and it's like, I was always taught too. Yeah. And all my guys were like my older guys. That's all they are always. It's embedded into them. Like go, 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 go. Use then they're, they're like always used to using the cheapest of the products mm-hmm. where you say uh, sponsored by Lady Creed on here. And that is strictly basically who we use 100% of the time unless designer has another spec for a different grout or something like that. And mm-hmm. even then I will bring that to their designer's attention to see if we could color match. If no, we just, you know, we'll use if they expect uh, custom or MAPE or something like that. But I would say 90, like everything from startup to finish to we're using Laticrete mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be more happy with them and Earlier, just talking before I talked to you, I just got off the phone with Adam Wilson, uh-huh. who's the uh, local rep here. Me and him chat all the time about stuff. Lately, it's all it's a bit about decks because a lot of these houses right now they want us to tile the entire house. They want us to do decks. Uh-huh. They want us. To, it's, it's. I think you got we got a lot of people coming in from uh, other very warm areas where they're used to their entire house being tiled. So a lot of hardwoods being eliminated, and we're now doing the entire interiors like. I think Mark's over here working on a 10,000 square foot home where it's entire tile. It's all tile. Wow. All the floors. So it's like, what kind of, what kind of tile are you guys seeing a lot of out there? Um, so we got one coming up with a bunch of that Zaligi. Um, still doing a lot of wood planks. Um, still get the, um, a lot of clay tile, um, and sacks. um, I mean, it sort of ranges from All the that. designer. Every designer that we sort of work with has their own, um, I want to say their own, with, like their signature, mm-hmm. you know what I yep. mean? So you can sort of pick out their work from others, if yep. that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, occasional, some glass here and there, um, some large format too. Like uh, we're, we have one house that we have about, I don't know, a little over 3,000 square foot of five foot by five by three thin panel uh-huh. that we're doing all throughout the, uh, the, the house, three floors of that. Okay. Um, so it's uh, basically all the, I think six bathrooms in there. We got five of them, I think done now already mm-hmm. working on the floors. Nice. But that's something where we're going in, we're self-leveling also a lot of the, when it comes to that stuff, self-leveling mm-hmm. the floors to make them, uh, perfect. Okay. Um, because you can't, we can't trust anything else if we don't handle it ourselves. So, and you probably don't have the room, for dry pack usually no um it's not like we thought about it on this one because it is so thin but it just we just didn't have enough room so yeah um we were just going with the self leveler we did that we it worked out really great on the last project where we did a i want to say as a five car garage uh mm-hmm. for our collector um when we ended up because they they had everything sloped to the drains and then he trained he want the homeowner wanted to change everything to i want it flat I don't mm-hmm. want it. So we raise everything up and then we self level the entire floor and it's, you know, came out perfect, but that was just 12 by 
24 just regular uh, porcelain tiles. Yeah. Um, over, uh, yeah, heated uh, concrete. Mm-hmm. Nice. But, well, it sounds like some some pretty nice stuff you you got going on. I mean, I know it is. I've seen it. Um, I, I want to dig into the employees a little bit. You mentioned like, you know, six employees was your sweet spot. You were comfortable. Yeah. Things were, you know, jamming. You were profitable. And a lot of people are probably shaking their head thinking, yeah, that sounds like my company, you know. Um, and a lot of folks, a lot of contractors will say, well, I, I tried the, the large employees and I, I had to go back down to six or to one or to none to be yeah. profitable. I, I was most pro, you know, and, and this is a fallacy. This is a, um, something that's taught and, and verbalized amongst contractors that yes, you're experiencing this. I'm not saying you didn't experience this. Those of you who have, I have myself, you know, I, I, I added too many employees, didn't really count my numbers and, and the large numbers that were coming in were so attractive that you forget about the small numbers, right? The profit numbers and, you know, right. all these, all this new brand new overhead, especially once you start doing things legally in the state of California, it becomes very expensive, very quick, and you can lose your ass. But here you are cruising along at 24 employees. Tell me about the process and the struggles and the wins that you had from six to 24 and why it's working at 24 versus, you know, um, maybe in the past you, tr- you went up and got a little uncomfortable and didn't work, you know, what was the difference? Um, so going from like, like it wasn't drastic like that overnight, you know, sure. six, then to eight, then to 12. Um, and I would always ask my guy, like, it's hard to find employees in this day and age. It's very hard. So I, you know, I, I do like incentives for my guys, you know, if, they, if a guy can make it longer in a month, you know, you get a certain amount of dollars, um, as like a finder's fee, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're not, and, and if you don't work out, it's not your fault. Don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. So these guys are always like, you know, I know somebody that's interested. And that brings you back to the social media, how uh, Luis Roque uh, found me. Um, I, uh, his dad works for me. His mm-hmm. cousin, wor- his two cousins work for me. His brother works for me. Um, basically, I got one big family. But So, um, so Luis found you on social media. You reached out yeah. and you said, Hey, I think I, you know, tell me about that. First of all, we'll put a pause on the other subject. And then now you got his whole family working with you. Y- yes. And they've been with me for pro- t- a little over two now, th- I would say going on three years. Okay. My, my oldest uh, employee, uh, uh, Leo right now, he's going on, I think this is his seventh year okay. with me right now. Uh, Chano um, is on his seventh year. Um, and these guys, so anyway, back to the, the Roke family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, just via the pictures, via, uh, you know, looking for a summer, like a, basically a summer gig. Cause he was going to, uh, school for construction management. His mm-hmm. goal was, is it was start his own business. Um, the construction business. He grew okay. up, uh, in the tile game cause his dad was a tile setter. So his mm-hmm. dad would take him to work when he was like 14 years old and make him sit on a bucket. You know, he's only, he's 21 now. Sure. Um, he's one of my uh, head setters. He's sort of running a lot of the jobs in Clear Creek as like a superintendent and, and keeping track of what materials are where, lining out guys on layouts, keeping uh, stuff organized on the computer, um, all that stuff, which has been just a blessing. So his mindset from, I think, like from finding me on Instagram, seeing what we're, what we're about, what we're doing is now sort of like he has his dreams, you know, we all have his, has, and I think right now his dreams, I don't want to say his, what his dreams are, but I think he's fallen into 
with uh with me and with us here as this is where like he told me the other day i actually this morning how he told his mom like i finally got the job i really like nice you know and that's to hear stuff like that from guys is really cool especially when like even when we're out to dinner in vegas with him and eddie and adam wilson and stuff and they're just like how i try to take care of them and treat them and give them whatever they need is better than um they see it's easier just to, I wouldn't say easy, because I would love to see these guys start their own stuff, but yeah. if I can keep them forever and make them a benefit and have them benefit, that's what I'm about. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the social media thing, and then taking them to those sides to Vegas, they got to see some of those rock stars, you know, mm-hmm. like E-Tile and some of those guys, that those guys that, you know, have a lot of followers, um, the Tile Chick, all that stuff. So it's like sometimes they're very they're they're very impressed with seeing people like that. It's like a young kid going to the uh, the baseball field and seeing uh, their uh, favorite athlete sometimes. Absolutely, those um, guys had the biggest smiles. Eddie and uh, Louis had the biggest yeah. smiles on their faces the whole time. I mean, all four days. I mean, they were the last you know some of the last people out of coverings. And their social media too. So they'll be posting photos and doing stories. And then that will get other guys that want to come work for us too, mm-hmm. because they'll, they have younger friends because they're in that younger generation. So guys will hit them up and like, man, you guys always look happy and stoked. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Where do you work? What's that all about? Can I come work for you guys? I got no experience or anything, but I'm willing to learn. I'm a hard worker. Yeah. And it just goes from there. And it's like, yes, let's do it. He's hired. Bring him on, you know? And then, you know, just come to the job. I'll bring him his paperwork, and then we just go from there. And that's how we've gotten a lot of a lot of younger guys like that. Uh, Clinton Pheasant, for instance, I worked on trying to get him over here. He's a really good tile setter. I'm not sure if you know who oh, yeah. he is. Oh yeah, I met him a um, few years ago and been following him for several years. Yeah, he is a he's a damn good tile setter. Oh yeah, uh, I was trying to get him for a long for a few years. So I've always communicated back and forth, but. Um, Guys are always hesitant to try new things because, mm-hmm. you know, in our industry in construction, you feel like it's always the same no matter where right. you go, how you're going to get treated, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, what, uh, and them coming on board here is just, like I'll get a lot of times, man, I wish I came on sooner. Right. You know, and it's like I wish I, you did too. Yeah. And so we try to have fun in this, in, in this company and not just make it about just straight, you know, you have to get this done yeah. like yes you know it's a job we gotta get things done but even other trades on the job sites we try to set an example even with cleanliness and all that stuff organization i'm always telling my guys you know we want to be better than the next guy mm-hmm. um when it comes to like because a lot of jobs can be chaos um so if it takes you more time to organize your stuff that's fine by me all we're doing is setting that example the gc sees that mm-hmm. superintendent see that that word gets back to me that word gets back to everybody else and that's the reason why we just keep getting job after job after job and why a lot of these companies don't even really look for another uh cost no. sometimes from somewhere else because they already know what they're going to get it's easier just like okay so we got some company trucks i get them from my same guy mm-hmm. why because he's it's like, a, it, I know what I'm going to get. So right. Like, right. Um, so it's like I built, we built a loyalty. And mm-hmm. even with my guys, they know I'm, I'm like, I'm loyal to them and they're loyal to me. So, yeah. and I think they feel that through, uh, through those group, those group texts, even though how cheesy that might sound, they, you know, they dig it in this day and age of the phone and stuff like that. You know, they like to, people like to be, uh, told about their accomplishments or a pra- praised about what they've done. Um, 
good instead of like, cause a lot of guys have been like, no one's ever told me once. Like my last employer never said one good thing about me. Ever. Right. Right. It's like, you always come in here and it's not even, you always just talk to us first and say what's up and, you know, and never not even talk about work yet. And yeah. I like, okay, now let's see what's, you know, yeah. and it's, it's People. such a different, we tr- I'm trying to create something here, which I am created. You are uh, doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, you're not just, trying, you're doing and and the I'm fact doing it. Yeah. and it's ama- it's it's so fun to watch and I'm I'm so uh pleased to do this interview with you because the fact of the matter is I love highlighting success stories that are doing something different that mm-hmm. are changing the the narrative, right? That old narrative, yeah. you can't do that in my area or you can, you know, I can't uh, every boss is going to be a dick because the last 3 were or whatever, you yeah. know, changing that narrative because and, and and now if you if you're an employee out there and you're listening to this, I mean, now's the time to find yourself and lock yourself into a a, a job where you like. Don't, you know, and if you're a contractor and you're not enjoying it, get yourself a job now um because you know it's probably going to be a smart a smart decision in the coming yeah, like years if you're, if you're in this if you're a contractor and you don't like what you're doing it's not going to probably it's not going to change no. like you're not going to over you're not going to all of a sudden like man i really like this so it's probably not for you if you're an yeah. employee and you're really not digging it it's probably not for you either um like for me i love what i do like yeah. i'm i'm a setter originally you know i that's now i've turned i'm full I, I haven't set tile forever. Yeah. I mean, I can still with the best of them if I have to, but I'm now on the business side of things. I'm like yeah. the face of it. I'm, but I'm still, I'm, I'm hitting every job almost every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what the guys love to see. Cause you'll see some of these other companies where it's like, they don't never even met the boss. They just talk to the superintendent and stuff like that. Yeah. I like to keep it interactive, uh, keep each person created like equal. Um, and just, you know, give them that confidence every day, like yeah. from no matter their, what their skill set is. And we don't, we, we don't, we push the guys, but we don't push them past their, like, their means, if that makes sense, because I've noticed everybody works at a different pace. So you got to love what you got, what you have to love what you do. And mm-hmm. I love what I do. Yeah. Um, and that's back to the thing. Sometimes I'm just a hype man. <laughs> I'm uh, Mr. Motivation. Yeah. Um, seeing the guys smile, uh, them just stoked, you know, and like, I mean, they, they want to work even weekends. So they see how busy we are. So we got a lot of guys for the last few months, they're doing 50, 60 hours a week. I'm one of the few companies too that pay overtime. Yeah. Um, most companies won't, don't want to do that because, you know, it's, you, it's a lot, but legally, you know, I have to, and I have no problem. It's like, sure. yeah, you want time you, we got the work. Let's do it. It's nonstop. Yeah. So, yeah make money. Um, make, make hay when make the sun's out. Yeah. Make yeah. hay while it's here, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I like it. Is. I like it. And I, I love it. I mean, and, and this is, this is the, the thing. And I've interviewed several companies with this company culture, right? You're building a culture. Yep. Hype, hype everybody up. Um, everybody knows their job, you know, empower people to do their job. And, and do your job as, as a boss. Um, and that your job as a boss is leading and, and, and building everybody up and team teamwork, right. And building a company that people actually want to stick around. I mean, here, who was it? Uh, Louis, who was going to college to do his own thing, had a, yeah. had a life plan and, and was on track. I mean, you know, college educated on track to hit his goals, found your company, uh, you know, checked it out for a while. And now, you know, who knows, but maybe he'll be a, a long-term employee for you and he's happy. And, yeah. and his friends are now asking him, you know, and that's the way they're, that's the way the social media game and all this stuff works is his friends and his peers are looking up to him and saying, why are you so happy? 
and they're going to end up, some of them working for you, and you're going to end up training new people who have never even had Tile if it wasn't for social media, if it wasn't for really you creating that happy business where somebody's smiling on social media about their job because now he's out recruiting for you. It's incredible. Exactly. And for us to train guys that are green, it's easier than getting somebody that yeah. is, is experienced. Um, what would you, what, what kind of a system, and I'm sure you have a system and you know, how long does it take before you let somebody loose on average? So I wouldn't say really like let loose. So there'll always be like the lead foreman. So okay. I got multiple foremans. Um, and there's always a crew that's with them. Certain guys can do other things that other guys can't. And those guys are always, those lead foremen are still always checking up on them, but they're not, there's no, we, there's no one, those days of someone standing next to the setter mm. waiting to be told what to do, mix the mud, do this, clean my stuff. Those, we don't do that here. Okay. Um, there's tasks to be done. These guys already know how to do it. Cut yeah. in the strata mat, set the strata mat down. The grout joints need cleaned out, get ready for grout. Um, so all those foremen already take that upon themselves and they're all, they're teaching every day. Um, so those guys, as far as like when you say let go loose, I would say like a tub, much like like uh, on average, when when can one of your employees set a tub hop unsupervised? On average, um, so like for instance, Brian, one of our guys, he came on new. Um, he started floating showers within one month, and he was left alone to, on a job where Eddie would go back and check on him tiling within another couple months. Mm. Um, so I would say depending on their, their mindset and where they're at, like with learning, it's not rocket science. If if you're mentally ready to pay attention and take it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I want to give a lot of credit to my foreman for their patience with these guys yeah. because it's not, they understand too. And it's like, it's an investment. It's going to slow down progress. It's going to slow down, uh, things like that. But that's fine for me because I look at it like these guys, like now that I've had now for a lot longer, it, it all circles back and pays you back mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, but it's as far as like something like letting these younger guys just go out on like run their, uh, like, um, they would be in the same house. So mm-hmm. about, you know, if they're fully green, I would say about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, here, let's see this, give you the shower. Okay. This is you, unless you're just, you know, you're just quicker than that, but they wouldn't be left alone in that house by themselves sure. at all. Understood. Um, the foreman is always there. And as I always say, no, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. Um, so don't ever be afraid to ask, uh, whoever you're working with, like, why do you do it like that? You know, even if you're standing around and just and like whatever, and you don't like, like, why do you, why do you do it that way? You know, and my guys will explain it. And that brings us back to like a lot of the guys are, uh, doing that ladder Creek university stuff, learning about the products after work on their own time to see their motivation to do that is, is pretty cool. Wow. So, so your employees are going after hours through Lady Creek university. Yeah. Now, are you incentivizing them to do that I, or? I, I, I just, I throw out the links to them and I, you know, and it, it's, I'd like, man, you should just come out here and, and roll around us, roll, roll around for a day. And just I would love to, I would love to see some of the crews because just their, their, their motivation personally to like know 
and learn more to me, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, to, like to see that it's cool. Um, but yeah, they're doing that on their own That's after cool. work, you know, in their spare time, just learning up on the products because then it, that, that work, they already know what yeah. that product, how it's supposed to perform yeah. stuff like that. And it just, then it becomes sort of that re- repetition. Granted, every day's every job's different, but at the end of the day, you're doing the same thing. Um, so yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I want to say something here. Um, cause, cause you have, from the sounds of it, you're, tur- you're churning out, um, qualified apprentices, um, who are, who are advancing quicker than, than the norm and, and maybe even advancing quicker than a lot of people would like to see or think or whatever. The fact of the matter is you told us how you did it. You have yeah. systems for everything. You pretty much use later Crete products for everything that, and, and you probably have, you know, your top one common thin set and then your second one and then your third. You probably don't use a bunch of things. You know, I'm guessing here. You can correct me yeah, if I'm no, wrong. You're, you're correct. So we, we, we use, you know, so 253 gold white is basically our main go-to. Multi-max light we use, you know, for certain, like certain applications and areas. And then like 4XLT for like very heavy uh, stone yeah. stuff. Sure. But, um, and then all our deck mud and fat mud, we just basically use, um, Dynacrete or whatever uh, that company is. So oh, it's sure. all, all, all the same stuff. So the yeah. guys pick that stuff up easy. It's just it's like, so I would say every apprentice can come in and, and, and they, they already know, right. After their first week, they've already been taught how to paper and wire a shower properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then um, some of my guys will like in, right off the bat, they'll float a wall and then they'll be like, okay, now you start floating this other wall and I'm going to, I'm going to help you do it. Yeah. Some of them will pick it up quick. Some of them won't. I mean, it's all about hand control with the, with the trial. Um, but yeah, I do know what you're saying. A lot of guys will be like that guy, there's no way. And I don't want to get anyone on here to read me wrong. Like, um, putting young kids out there and letting, letting them be in control of some, you know, very expensive. Sure, house. Sure. That's not, that's not the case at all. We're giving, we give a little bit more freedom, but it's not, it's supervised freedom. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, and they like, and they, and they like that. And that's all my foreman. I treat them like they're bosses as well. They're not just like an employee. It's like, this is your job. You're in charge of it type deal. So they feel that sense of like accomplishment of, of that. Mm. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. Tell me like, what's been some of the biggest struggle going back to that transition from six to 24 employees. Like, can you pinpoint one thing that kind of stumped you along the way? Yeah. It all, you know, it's just so delays. Okay. So trade delays. When you have that many guys, I have to keep a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts. I have to keep a lot of work going, um, to feed the animal. My whole goal is, and you know, ask Leo has been with me forever. He's never, there's, Never been one day I've been like, Hey man, I have, I don't have work. Yeah. I've never said that. Yeah. You want a day off, you can have it. Sure. You know what I mean? I, we do vacation time, sick days, all that stuff, but there's never been a, and so a lot of guys are used to like, man, my boss would always be like, Oh, I don't have work for you this week. Yeah. Um, so the transitioning to that was mentally, I would say hard because it was like, okay, I gotta keep, I gotta keep more jobs coming. Mm-hmm. So when that, but it sort of was, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Just with the name, a lot of other bigger GCs started reaching out to us for work. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. it's now or never, basically. Yeah. Do we bid them? Do we go all in? You know, and then when I brought in Mark, uh, 
right before COVID or right when COVID hit basically. And he does all the estimates in the office. If it wasn't for him, mm-hmm. I mean, he does so much stuff that now I, he does everything on the computer, gets out all the estimates for all the jobs. So he's brought in a lot more work on that end because he's pumping out these bids for these clients. So we're mm-hmm. able to bid a lot more with him in the office, just doing all that stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was all, that was nerve wracking for sure. Always just like wondering, Okay, because my biggest fear is to tell a guy you don't have work. Right. You know, I thought this even the other day, uh, just randomly. It's like, man, you know, everything's the world's crazy, blah, blah, blah. Who do you pick to stay on the team? I'm like, don't think like that. Everybody's staying on the team. We're still moving forward. I even have another guy that hopefully will come on in June. You know, so it's like we're pushing forward. I sent an email out to a couple PMs the other day just seeing – as normal human beings would just trying to get any feedback. Like, are you guys get any type of pullback from any clients or anything that's going on with the uh, interest rates or, you know, and all the words, all, all everything I've heard back is with, uh, with it's zero, zero pullback. Mm. It's, I, I don't know if we're working for a tier that's in a different league, which I want to say, yes, we are. Um, so that gives, but as be, just being human and seeing everyone around you, because we don't live in that sure. that lifestyle that the, the people that we work for do, it, right. it, it's hard to like comprehend all the time. Mm-hmm. So jumping to all those guys, I mean, I don't need it. It was almost just like keep bringing them on, bring them on, bring them on, and we just kept the work coming, kept the work coming, and and yeah. that's. <laughs> I, I like I, I like I like that answer, and it, it's true. It's that mental leap of trusting yourself to keep, you know, six, ten, twelve, twenty-four families fed and housed is is a bit of a mental. It's 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 a it's not for the weak of mind. No, and that's how I look at it. It's like I am, you know, I'm, I'm like that is you're twenty-four families, yeah. you know, and during COVID, uh, I want to say. Five guys on the crew bought their first homes. Nice, nice. You know, so yeah. to be able to, as a, an employer, to be able to give back to the economy and to my and yeah. my guys in that way, it's very rewarding. I love it. I, and this this is what I always say. You're you're. I'm telling people, and I, I, some people get this confused. I'm telling contractors to raise their prices, yes. not just so they can become fat cats. Will a percentage of them? Sure. Some people are bad people and they're bad actors and they'll make money and keep it all themselves and screw everybody else along the way. I can't help that. That's going to happen whether this podcast exists or not. But one of the main things I've been saying is, hey, charge more so that you can pay your taxes, first of all, do things legal, pay your guys legally. And now you're in one of the most expensive places in America and you've had five employees buy five homes in 2020 during COVID. This is why... This message is so important because it's not just about the tile business owner, the contractor. It's about the people working for them, the community you live and work in, and and just doing the right thing. No, it, it is. It's a mental. It's definitely like it's a mental game yeah. um, of and giving that back. Like you said, like some people will, will like be greedy, want to keep that all to themselves. Yeah, I, I like like last year we. I basically, we put a lot back just into the business, you know, mm-hmm. guys got company trucks, stuff like that. Just expanding, just keeping on growing, showing the guys like, Hey man, I'm not putting like a lot of this profits going, it, it goes back into the business. So we keep trucking down the road mm-hmm. and it shows to the other, to the companies that we work for too. Mm-hmm. Like 
this is a this is a company to like they say your guy showed up and it busted up like i know guys though you tile money whatever don't waste your money on on trucks and stuff like that which i totally i, I totally understand that um, I look at it like for us, where we're big, we're big to where we show up. We're a prof- we're a professional presence now on yeah. the job site. Yeah. Um, we're respected in a, in a in a in a way that's different than um, showing up just you know random. I don't know how to explain that because I don't want to put anyone down on what. Well, they the, think. I mean, it's it's simple. It's like there's levels to this, right? Yeah, you're not going to get into somebody's driveway with a truck that might be leaking oil. Correct. I mean, people are, and and you might find yourself there and you might be asked to park on the street or you might find yourself, you know, trying to repair this concrete stain, but there's levels to business and you're just at this level to where you're, you're probably not running trucks much older than five years old. No, they're all, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one oldest one that we have in the fleets is 16. Everything else is a 2021 and newer. Yeah. Um, we got two more on the way. So, um, that's just, and I just, my, that's, I, we got that to where I want us to be. The guys are so professional themselves on the job sites where they, like, I get told this all the time by supervisors and superintendents, like, Oh, so-and-so, uh, the way they handle themselves on the job. When the, when the client comes around, they handle the designer meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, it's amazing how they will, those guys step up to the plate and almost perform the duties that would necessarily be my duties, sure. but I can't be at every job at the same time. Yeah. And they've all taken that, that responsibility onto themselves. Um, now they've naturally done that or you've kind of coached them. I'm sort of, I would say sort of like coach them a little bit of like, you know, this is your project. This mm-hmm. home like is your baby. You know, you're going to, this is like, you're be proud of this. This most likely is going to be in magazines when it's said and done. I mean, every year, multiple homes that we do are featured in magazines all across the world. Mm -hmm. Granted, they might not put Mills tile in there every once in a while they have, but the guys, they'll show the tile work and it's like, Hey, Leo, here you go. He has multiple magazines. It's like, you did all that tile work. You know what I mean? You did all that tile work. It's, it's cool. You know, they take that home, they show their family. Their kids, their wives—they're just—they think that's amazing. I bet you know, and that one, and that just keeps me motivated to work even harder for them. Like my guys will say, "Man, you like I'm at my I'm up at four thirty every day. Mark gets here at the office at six twenty. I'm down here by five thirty every day, mm-hmm. every morning, uh, starting my day. Um, I'll, I'll sometimes group text guys, and they're like, it, they're like, dude, he's it's a five thirty in the morning. I'm like, Oh, I forgot. You know what I mean? Like just, they just know how hard I'm working for them, which I feel like they're wanting to also work that much harder, I guess for me. Hmm. And I also tell them too, Hey, if this isn't for you, that's fine. You're young. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have a future ahead of you. Yeah. I'm just giving you an opportunity to learn something here that could grow into something is this is like, I was in your shoes Hmm. and I never thought in a million years I was going to be a business owner uh-huh. with, you know, with employees and running all this stuff. I didn't go to college for any of this stuff. Uh-huh. I sort of just like asked questions along the way and learned it as I went. Yeah. Um, and I think these kids, they see it, they love it. And I couldn't be more happy for, for, for them. Um, and I hope that, I hope I can have a lot of these younger, these young guys, you know, 
till I'm, you know, till I'm done. I'm yeah. not done, but let's like maybe my pass son it on. Yeah, pass yeah, it on. You know, Keep it going. It yeah. So that's really cool, man. Well, this has been such a such a good such a good discussion, man. But I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface of what we can discuss. Um, I I know I want to dive deeper, but we're we're at like fifty mar- minutes here, and I I want to respect your time. Yeah, and, we'll reschedule for another one and dive deeper. I have to, this I didn't even think of anything, so shoot from the hip here. I love it, man. This that's how I roll, to be honest. And and yeah, yeah we. I mean, I once in a while I'll plan, but. For the most part, I just wanted to get to know you a little bit better and see where the discussion led, and I, I, I loved every minute of it. Adam, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I know a lot of people are going are gonna to enjoy it. Where, where can people follow you? on? I know you're big on Instagram, and where else are you at? So, uh, yeah, so at Mills Tile on Instagram. We have a Mills Tile Facebook page um, and then a website, uh, millstile.net. Okay. Um, so basically, if you just type in Mills Tile, anything that it's probably just going to that will all pop up. I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, we're Nevada and California. That's the, so we're on the border of Nevada and California here. Like my office is in sparks, Nevada. So I'm licensed in both States. Mm -hmm. Um, which is that's, so we're just doing circles. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to ask about licensing. I kind of figured you were in both States, but I didn't want to put my foot in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. So, so being licensed out here, yeah, it's a big must. California is pretty, like that was easy getting licensed. Nevada is, uh, it was more difficult Hmm. um, because of their, they have bond limits here in Nevada Mm -hmm. to where you can't, you you can't bid over your bond limit, but to get a bond limit, you have to show uh, like finances, a uh, certain amount of finances and all that stuff wow. to get. Um, so basically, that just entails your CPA. Just uh, it's a, it's more of a headache. It's like a real um, bond then. Like it's actually yeah. got some teeth behind it. <laughs> no, it does. And then then they look at that stuff because yeah. when you're getting these homes like that and you don't have a bond limit, that's like that could cover that work. You know, that's a big no-no. I was talking with Mario Garcia about this very subject the other day, um, and he he has an interesting, you know, viewpoint. I mean, they like you said, California, I think it's 12500 bond. It's not that um, hard. It's no, something it's, like that. Yes. So that. So that's he, so yeah. yeah. So but he, like, but he, Mario's down in, like, Fresno area. They have, like, you know, a million-dollar bond and, mm-hmm. you know, $5 million insurance. Yeah. They they just go way over the top, and he says, when his builders see that, they hire them just for that because the sub is actually in, has better insurance than the builder, and it's like that's where we come into play as yeah. well on, on that end of the spectrum. We have all that written out in our contracts, and it's cool. just it's not like yeah. So that's cool. That's really cool. All right, Adam. Well, you have a, a great rest of your week out there, and I look forward to catching up on round two, buddy. All right. Thank you, Luke. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right, Tile Friends, before we uh, sign off here, I wanted to tell you about a new book that I have in my possession. It's called Tile Confidential. Uh, my friend Soul wrote this book. I met Soul. I've been friends with Soul on Instagram for a while. Uh, he came down to the Tile Nation three-day class. This book is for uh, architects, designers, interior designers and architects to get to know about Tile. It would be a great gift for and maybe an introduction. It's got some valuable information for your architects and designers. All right, Tile friends, you can find that on Amazon, by the way. Tile Confidential. Tile Confidential on Amazon. I just got mine today. Tile friends, uh, you can also follow me or or subscribe to my email newsletter. Go to tilemoney.com to do that. 
And please, Tile Friends, I hope you're uh, staying positive out there. And above all else, please stay profitable, Tile Friends. Over and out. Talk to you next week.